0: to another podcast of Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm your host Wayne Cornwell with my co-host and brother-in-law Matthew M. Tibby Tibido.
1: Yeah, M to the Tib to the Tibby to the Tibby to the Tib Tib Tibby. Don't stop the Tibby. So that's what actually I started in the intro with on the last one we tried to do, but um, yeah,
0: stuff happens.
1: Stuff happens. We're still working on it. We're working on it.
0: I um have this whole new setup. It was awesome. I built a table. I have a computer monitor. We can search stuff if we want to. and Murphy kicked me in the butt last time we tried to record. That was like a month ago.
1: Yeah. A lot has happened. Yeah We've had a snow apocalypse. Yeah,
0: snow apocalypse. Um, let's
1: see. Uh, one of us got COVID. yeah,
0: there was COVID. Um, I drove 88 miles on black ice through Arkansas. That was not fun. I've driven
1: further on ice.
0: Well, I don't want to hold that record.
1: But it was just as miserable, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, it was terrible. I have a pinched nerve now to where Mm. I can't feel my right arm. Like It's just kind of limp new. Well, hey,
1: just think about it. If you get hit by a car on the right side. Not a big deal. Yeah, just the arm won't be hurting. (laughs) Everything else will, but.
0: I can't feel my right arm. I'm suing you.
1: Yeah, there we go. No, I wouldn't do that. Nah. I don't like going to court. I don't either.
0: I got to get dressed up and Yeah, and you got to put
1: pants on and Yeah,
0: I'm not I'm not down for that lifestyle uh. anymore. Now that I work <laughs> from home, the text message is not, "Hey, are you available to hang out?" It's "Put hey, your pants on." Put your pants on. So, anyway, let's talk about your <clears throat> trip, dude. We didn't ever get a chance to hear about so, it. So,
1: yeah, right now it's February 23rd, and um I'm talking about the l- reason why we missed the next and podcast in line, which would have been at the tail end of December. December. So lots happened. So brace yourself. Put your pants on. Put your belts on tight, because you're gonna need to focus.
0: Oh, grandpa can't fit in these. Oh, you suck it in like grandpa.
1: You lift the belly up over. Over. It's you called, called you Dunlap,
0: Dunlap yeah. disease.
1: You don't want furniture where you put it in there.
0: That's right, Dunlap disease. But
1: another one, a poofa. What was it? Something like a, I don't know. It's like a muffin top. No, muffin top is over. Yeah. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. That's Dunlap disease. <clears throat> anyway. dunlap um, over your belt. <laughs> <laughs> I got another one. I'll tell you about it later. Um. <clears throat> so, went to Colorado. I've been going skiing for like the past 10 years, pretty much. 10, 11 years. And um, first time ever, I flew there. I uh, ski tripped. Basically, everything was falling apart because my entire life was falling apart, which is... That's normal. <laughs> that's like a Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, if you ever see somebody and you just think, man, they're just winging life. That's me. Especially like nowadays, though. That's yeah. a lot of people. But, um, well, then I guess 20, I more experience.
0: 2020 <laughs> to 2021. Anyway,
1: I met uh, these guys. They had never gone skiing before, and they just didn't realize you don't spend that much money going to Colorado. So we flew there and i'm really good about staying hydrated when you go whenever you go to higher altitudes you have to hydrate otherwise you will get altitude sickness like
0: but it's not even like hydrate at the last minute like Ooh. you have to like hydrate like weeks before you go
1: yeah and even then like you need to basically if you don't have, you're either drinking a bottle or you're drinking the next one. So yeah. when you're driving, you can really do that. You know, I can be like, okay, it's 11:45. I want to finish this one before midnight. You know, and keep going and keep going. When you're in an airport, it's go go go. And Man. so I just didn't get hydrated and I got altitude sickness and it sucked. So I finished my first day and I get back and I mean I am beat. I am miserable. But I'm like a runner and very stubborn and tough. We'll say that. True grit. I, I have a very high pain threshold. Yeah. And so, and I'm used to suffering. Anyway, so I try to push through it. I get up the next day. I'm like, nope, this isn't happening. So I go, uh, when I get to the base, I go to uh, the information people, the red shirts. So I was like, well, if anybody's going to catch my disease, a red shirt can get it. <laughs> That's a Star Trek reference. Um. <laughs> And I asked him, I was like, hey, do you have like a medic booth, like a first aid booth, medic booth or something? They said, what's going on? I told him, all- I'm pretty sure I have altitude sickness. And they said, what are your symptoms? And I told him what was going on. I'm like, well, you could have COVID. And I was like, well, you could keep your voice down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hush. Thank you. So anyway,
1: uh, medic comes and he's like, all right, well, you don't have fever. You have like baby flu-like symptoms. Let me do you know, blood pressure and stuff. And I, I wear my watch. It's accurate. It's maybe not precise, but it's pretty accurate. I was like, you know, I'm a runner. I mean, my resting heart rate is like 50, you know, and it's like 140 right now. And I'm just sitting down. That's usually what happens whenever you you know, have low blood O2 levels. And sure enough, he uh, checks it and it was at 93%. And uh, normally down here at sea level where he should be around, he told me, this is his words, uh, we should be at around 98% blood O2 levels here at the at sea level along the coast and up in the mountains, they're around 94, 95. I was at 93. That's pretty much the threshold of it. And so I try to ski. I can't. I am just beat. I just that, go on that's the... That's
0: tough for you, though.
1: To that's, not want to... Do to it. not
0: want to ski, oh, even man. though you felt bad. Like, I can only imagine the devastation going on.
1: Like, have you ever been so dehydrated that all your muscles just hurt? Yes. Like, if you sit still for more than five seconds, they just like atrophy, I guess.
0: It's called diabetic ketoacidosis. Okay,
1: there you go. Now imagine that, but it's like your entire body.
0: It was like that for me.
1: Okay, there we go.
0: I had to walk on a cane for four days. Oh, gosh,
1: it was awful. And so I'm like, well, crap, I got to ski like a while to get to the bottom. (laughs) So I'm just going really fast. and I'm like, if I fall, I won't be able to get up. (laughs) But uh, so I skied on a beginner slope with these two other guys, and I was like, it's fun watching beginners. Like one of them was getting it, the other one not quite, but he was almost getting it. But I was like, I just can't do this. I got to go back. And so I go back, and that night at like 3 a.m., I wake up and I had to puke, and I couldn't. Yeah. Uh. And so it just hurt. Uh. And so now I'm like, I'd get all lightheaded and tired, and I would just lay on the floor because if I passed out, I didn't want to, you know, hit the floor. And <laughs> you know, the other guy was, he's like, "You okay, Matt?" And I was like, "I'm a <laughs> So they call freaking 911 because that was the only way we could. I didn't know of any uh, 24-hour people you could call because I don't like calling 911 unless it's an emergency. And so they <laughs> these uh, two, one of the guys, he goes outside in his boxers and they go, please put some pants on. <laughs> <clears throat> it's a lifestyle we live now, bro. And, uh, so they come in. They're like full hazmat. He has the full oxygen like helmet and everything. Oh. They check my temperature and stuff. They go over like, "Well, we don't think you have COVID, but go get tested just in case." So
0: we don't think you have COVID, so we're gonna unzip now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no. Um,
1: and so I go get tested, and uh, there's another story about the Uber driver who took me there because that guy was a champion. But champ. Uh, so I get tested. Of course, it takes a couple of days to get the results. So I've already flown back home, and I get the call, and they're like, "Yeah, you're positive." And I was like, "Oh, excuse me." Well, alrighty then. <laughs> I'm usually more of a negative person,
0: but you know what? What's this whole positive thing? You know, thing?
1: It, it was really funny because I was on the phone with a guy, and my mom's like, "What's going on?" And I went, "Just mouth positive," and she goes, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that does not come out of my mother in law's mouth very often. Well, you don't know her like I do. <laughs> That's facts. I haven't had to do the time.
1: Uh, but uh <clears throat> so anyway, like I'm I normally get sick when I get back from Colorado. Like I just get the flu. And then normally, like the past two years, two, previous two years, I got a viral upper respiratory infection, and that will knock you down. That is not fun. And I didn't get that. I just had some very minor flu-like symptoms that went away that are pretty much common from coming down from Colorado. And after that, I was like, I'm fine. Like, I went and ran three miles at a rather upbeat pace and wasn't even coughing. Hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe I got a false positive. So I go to Walgreens or Walgreens CVS. They do the drive through thing. You know, yeah. they give you the swab and comes back positive as well. I'm like, what is going on here? Is that like an additional two more weeks? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not good at math, so... Because when I found Actually, out... I'm good at math, so. When I
0: found out you were positive a second time, all I could think, think was, man, that's another two weeks we ain't going to record a podcast. <laughs> I knew you were out running and doing stuff. I knew you
1: didn't feel bad. Yeah. I was like, just can't catch the Rona. So, I was reading, I was like, you know, I, I'm curious about a lot of stuff. Like, I've... Like, I, I, I don't think I've ever hit surprise me on Wikipedia where it just takes you to a random article, but I like looking stuff up. I like knowing things. And so I was just curious about uh, asymptomatic folks. And so I was like, you know, is it just your immune system is so good that it enters your body, but it can't do anything or what is? So there's essentially two schools of thought in the article that I read. One is that your immune system basically goes halt <laughs> and it doesn't do anything. None shall pass. <laughs> And then the other school of thought is it is creating symptoms, but your body compensates basically all over the place to make the symptoms not arise or do anything like that. And I'm like, I think that's it, because I have allergies. I mean, I can feel it in my voice right now. January is normally the worst time for allergies, January and February. I didn't even have allergies, and I'm like, huh. So I guess COVID cured my allergies. You're a freak of nature. Super freak to you. Super freak. So, anyway, that's uh, then we decided to record and then we had some uh audio issues. We we're gonna re record, then you ran into
0: and then, yeah, I had a. then I had a death in the family and uh, that wasn't going out very well, um, with the whole COVID situation. So, um, my grandmother, 90 years old, went to rest eternally and february so we had to drive up to ohio in february and if anybody has been to ohio in february knows where i'm going with this a texan does not drive to ohio in february so we get there there's literally probably 10 inches of snow on the ground eight to ten inches of snow on the ground and i'm already freaking out like yeah, I mean, it's not ice, but, you know, potential slush turns to ice overnight, and roads, and Ohio wasn't the problem, it was the getting home that was a problem. <laughs> so, we we took two days to go up there, we stayed um, in Nashville on our first night uh, with some friends of mine, uh, Dan and Aaron, and their dog Barb, Miss Barbara, she wasn't feeling too good that day, but... They, uh, they gave us our first taste of Nashville hot chicken, like authentic Nashville hot chicken. Oh, my goodness. That's like three thumbs up, but I don't know where the third one's coming from, but it was awesome. Like they gave, they He got different ranges in temperature, because I'm going to make it here. I'm going to make a Nashville hot chicken sandwich pretty soon, so you'll be over for that one. But I wanted to know kind of where my heat variance was. So he got us, like, not hot at all to, like, blazing hot. And I forget what it was. It was called pluck-off hot. <laughs> and I was like, okay. He didn't get us that one. He got us just, like, this blazing hot, which was really good. Um, it's not a heat that we're accustomed to. It's not like a pepper heat. It's just like this, I don't know, I can't describe it. It's just, like, oily, hot goodness. It's good. You'll like them.
1: You know what uh, the hottest uh, variable variable i guess we can call it i'm i'm doing i'm doing all these like quasi engineering classes so i'm using terms like that now you know what they would the hottest one you got what they would refer to that in india as what just a little casual just, snack
0: <laughs> just this is a banana <laughs> so it was awesome we stayed there uh actually right across the highway from the grand Ole Opry. Hmm. that was pretty cool um And then we moseyed up onto Ohio the next day. It was about eight hours uh, to go through the rest of Tennessee, Kentucky, all the way through Cincinnati to Columbus. That's
1: how long it takes to get to Amarillo. (laughs) Right.
0: So we, um, on the way, oh, let me just say this. The people in Mississippi are ridiculous. It was raining in Mississippi and we passed like 12 car crashes of people running each other off into ditches. I was like, I don't I was like, maybe maybe this is a conflict of out of state people with locals. No, they all had Mississippi State tags on. Them. Hmm. I was like, I'm gonna get in the left lane and stay as far away from this well, pitch track. You gotta as pronounce possible. it correctly. Mississippi? Mississippi. Mississippi. <clears throat> we we've also discovered on my Ohio trip that I do not have much of a Texas accent. Compared to, like, my sister and your sister.
1: Hmm. Like... What about me?
0: I don't... It's not as... People can't pinpoint my accent. It's not as prevalent. I just don't think that you and I were gifted with the long draw, blah, 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 blah. Well, you see,
1: draw is Southern. Twang is Texas. Yeah,
0: but we don't even have that.
1: I just have too deep of a voice, but I have a bit of a non-regional diction. Yeah. But that's just coming from...
0: So, like, we, I asked, the last time I was in Ohio, I asked the waitress, I said, which one do you think is from Texas? Which one of us? And she pointed to my dad. She said, you're definitely from Texas. My mom, you're definitely from Texas. My sister, you definitely from Texas. And then me, she goes, you're from Ohio. And I was like, actually, us three are from Texas. And he was born right here in Columbus, Ohio. She's like, huh, fooled me. I just don't have that I don't have that accent, I guess. Uh, it's not a bad thing. I
1: never noticed.
0: I mean, sometimes when I feeling down and I sing a country song, it'll come out.
1: <laughs> or if something really unexpected and horrible happens.
0: yeah, i'll I'll pull out of Texasism real, oh, real yeah. quick, real quick. but so anyway, um, we went up through um, distillery country <laughs> and through <laughs> Kentucky and Tennessee and we spent uh, three days in Ohio and we drove back down. Now on the day we left is when these two crazy ice storms were coming across the Midwest. <laughs> so what we decided we were going to do was we were going to zigzag in between them. So we literally went we went up a row of states and then came down a row of states and zigzagged in between these two systems. And so the entire time we're driving and I'm I'm saying like 4.30 in the morning driving through Indiana and Illinois. And I'm in your dad's car, the Outback, and I can just feel, oh, 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 that was ice. Oh, that was ice. And so I was like, okay, we're, we're done with it. We're, we're good. Then we get to Arkansas. The system had moved through Arkansas faster than we thought it was going to. 88 miles of nothing but ice. I
1: thought you were about to pull a Dr. Emmett Brown there. No. no. Oh.
0: Gun it to 88. No. 88 miles of nothing but ice. Mm-hmm. I drove. I, I don't think my knuckles saw red until I got to <laughs> Texas. So with doing that, I pinched a nerve in my neck. My entire right side is in pain or I can't feel my arm and my hand. And it's still like that today. So I'm just, I'm all sorts of broken. All right. Man, it was nerve-wracking. And I'm telling you, like, 18-wheelers, if you're listening to this podcast, you are not invincible on ice. I don't care what Billy Bob told you. Go look at the I-35 crash that happened in Fort Worth. Mm. You're not invincible on the ice. It was ridiculous through Arkansas. I had them honking at me every direction. I'm like, what do you want me to do? I am on a patch of ice. It was so... frustrating beyond belief
1: yeah driving on ice especially long uh whenever it's like you know several hundred i mean a couple of dozen tens of miles that sucks enough but doing it in the dark
0: yeah well it was light when we went through arkansas oh, okay good but yeah i mean we went through a lot of ice in indiana early in the morning so that was that kind of that yeah. kind of sucked
1: you know whenever i did my ice thing i don't think i ever got that tense I mean, I was definitely nervous. I was just, I guess maybe I'm just more, I tend to be very, very calm in situations like that. I mean, I didn't
0: ever get, I never got like, well, you pinched a nerve verbally rowdy. <laughs> I will say there was some unholy things said. Yeah, it happens, but you're working on it. I'm working on it. And I completely feel like I was in the right to say those things. <laughs> so there.
1: You know, it's, it's really funny because you talk about going to Ohio in February and there's the expectation of what it's going to be like there. You don't really expect that expectation, if that makes sense, when you come back and you cross the Mason-Dixon line. No.
0: <laughs> like, we're looking on the weather channel. Or when
1: you cross the Sabine or the Red River. You just don't. It doesn't make sense <laughs> to see that. <laughs> we
0: come home and it's literally as cold here as it was when we left.
1: It was, uh, it was so weird, the snow. So we knew, like I, I remember looking at both Um, just your weather app plus local weather, both of them, I think it was Monday, said 100% chance of snow. And I'm sitting here thinking, when in the history of southeast Texas have you had a 100%. 100% chance of snow? And so what happened was it snowed, sleeted, and then it poured down rain. Like There was thunder and lightning, and then it snowed and sleeted. Good so basically – there was snow with ice on top of it, so there was no crunch. There was no walking. I mean, yeah. there's a video of me walking barefoot in it because I'm me. Yeah. And uh, I got my GoPro out, and I have a chest mount. I got on my four-wheeler, and I drove around the neighborhood and stuff. I got on the levee and drove that, and it was you know snow-covered. I wasn't leaving tire tracks. Yeah. It was just solid ice.
0: That was like when we stepped foot outside. I let Jason Zoe out.
1: You <laughs> fell, didn't you?
0: No, I didn't fall.
1: Oh you did
0: jace slid his back in as soon as he got on the ice and i was like oh i ain't going outside today <laughs> i ain't doing it Jarrett took his first spill oh. at, at uh Callie's, uh work we went in there the other day to get my shoulder x-rayed and make sure there wasn't anything major going on with like a joint or something and uh jared came out and he didn't see this patch of ice that was on the concrete and whoop boom he got up and he looked around and he's like well, ha- Why did I just fall? <laughs> I was like, "You can't walk on ice, buddy." There's no ice. I was like, "Yeah, it's right there on the ground."
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's got to be mind blowing to a toddler. Yeah, like you're just not you're not used to that. Yeah, I mean, you think about like babies. Peekaboo is so funny to them because it's like they think you'd literally disappear. <laughs> yeah, you go- you're <laughs> gone. You throw in, I- they have an understanding of ice. Yeah, those cubes in your cup. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. That's ice too. <laughs> what else haven't you told me? <laughs> This is why
0: I have trust issues.
1: (laughs) So anyway, whenever we did the failed podcast last time, uh, the topic of discussion was uh, physical health. Physical health. I don't think we're going to go too much into it because we're already, what, 20? 21
0: minutes in. 21 minutes in. But that's just the background of why we're so delayed. (laughs) Uh, It's just been. Snowpocalypse 2021. Yeah, we should name this one. Here's to 2022. Yeah. Oh,
1: man. So. So. one of the things we went into is, uh, as far as physical health, is taking care of your... Excuse me. I didn't want to burp in my microphone.
0: I appreciate that. The microphone it's, didn't it's, want to smell it's that. It's
1: lingering right yeah. there. It doesn't want to come up.
0: Tortellini and Italian little sausage.
1: Yeah. So, um, one of the biggest things is taking care of yourself because some people say, nah, party and leave an ugly corpse. I'm like, man... That's not going to be fun. Yeah,
0: you know what I read today that was awesome. It said, "You know why God made hangovers?" Go ahead, ask me why. Why? It's just your remind. It's just his reminder to tell you you're an idiot the night before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the things we talked about was like my running and stuff. Oh, so, yeah. pretty much a lot of people in my family. I wouldn't call them obese. No, no. They're, I mean they're not skinny and healthy, but I mean like every man on my dad's side of the family has a beer belly whether they drink or not.
0: Yeah, and they drink crown.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Actually Terry found something new that's uh like a cheaper version of Crown. Well that's always good. Yeah. You buy more for the same price. That's
0: right. I mean you're getting double your bang. (laughs) Not that I'm gonna run out and go buy a whole bunch of hard liquor but there I mean, was a uh, that's your hobby.
1: There was an Aussie Man Reviews. It was uh called Drunk Olympics. It was a fake video. these people, they supposedly chug a bottle of vodka and swim. Oh, yeah? It was so funny. And he's like, this guy's old class, like my Uncle Terry. And I was just... <laughs> if you ever see that video, it is one of the funniest videos that guy's ever done. And it's just so good. But anyway. No, I was talking about running. And, um, you know, good cardio is such an important thing. So... I'm just sitting here thinking, like, if I didn't have such good cardio and I got altitude sickness. Dude, you'd, you'd have been dead. I would have been very bad off. Like, yeah. I would have been, You've been in, the hospital. in the hospital having fluids pumped in me mm-hmm. during COVID in a small town where they might not have bed space. I don't know if we got the fluids he needs. <laughs> I don't know. That COVID uh, guy over there might need this these electrolytes. Hey, where are you from, sir? Texas.
0: Uh, I don't think we got room
1: for you. No, we only got this sissy Colorado stuff. They're, nothing here to help you. Um, uh, and, and, you know, I think uh, going back to the 80s uh, when Ronald Reagan was shot, you know, they said one of the only reasons he really pulled through is he was in good shape.
0: Yeah. Well, if you just look at COVID in general, I mean, it's the underlying issues, health issues, that a lot of them can be reversed with heart disease and, you know, just bad maintenance of your body. Those are the ones that are really being heavily affected yeah. through through this pandemic right now.
1: Something we found is COVID tends to exacerbate existing conditions. Yeah. And there's your SAT word of the day. But uh, one of the things we uh, kind of mentioned is <clears throat> you go in the book of Romans, and uh, Paul talks about we ought to be a living sacrifice. You know, another old biblical thing, they'll say, you know, your body's a temple. Well, the temple was like the holiest place. And when it comes to sacrifices, I think the most blunt of sacrifices in the, is the last book of the Old Testament, which is Malachi, one of the minor prophets, talks about uh, whenever they would sacrifice animals. And that was, you didn't give just one in your flock. You didn't find one that was deformed or sick or going to die anyway that you're just trying to get rid of you gave the best one you had which means if we are a living sacrifice mind body and spirit ought to be the best we have so i don't want to give a body that looks like it went through a dumpster came out into a dump got brought back to like a sewage plant and then left over there i want it to be some something that i worked on something that i took care of and then you know just Underlying health issues, you know, there's nothing bad that will ever come from improving your health, from not eating, you know, 20 double quarter pounders for lunch. Or
0: Yeah, I've cut down to 18.
1: <clears throat> That'd be impressive, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but you get the point, you know, and, you know, one of the things you mentioned was, you know, there's the, as far as uh, the diabetes folks, the type 1 crowd, yeah. the type 2 crowd.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of, mis, you know, misunderstanding there. Um, Actually, I read the other day that there's a senator in Missouri. Missouri? Missouri. Who is trying to get a bill passed to where type 1 diabetes will no longer be a pre-existing condition and is not having to be covered by your insurance.
1: Because it's reversible. Change one word in that sentence. I'm
0: going to take a minute and reflect upon certain people's stupidity. And say, sir, it's type two diabetes that is reversible. You just Have not. Have you type ever seen one.
1: the world according to Maxim? Body? No. Okay, that's like sounds like something he has said before. I'm just gonna take a minute. <laughs> but on that subject, wait, wait. Diabetes, 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 diabetes. Thank you, Wilford. Diabetes, diabetes, diabetes. Diabetes, 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 diabetes. Diabetes, 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 diabetes. All right, now that that's out of my system. By the way, that was a video infomercial, PSA, something from the '80s with Wilford Brimley and a couple of other doctors, and somebody edited it where it's just the word diabetes. So, so
0: me having type one
1: diabetes,
0: I was super upset when I read this article and, you know, I'm like, I just wish that I could educate people on what diabetes is. And yeah. I'm like, Oh wait, <laughs> we have a podcast. We go and talk about it.
1: Well, he's a politician. So there's a learning curve. Yeah. I mean,
0: I'm still trying to figure out how to get in office and
1: just get my 180k a year and get out (laughs) and stay there for the rest of my life. I'll change my name to fill up my mouth with farts. (laughs) If you vote for me, I'll do it. (laughs) So, you know, I mean,
0: and I don't want to go into it on this podcast, but you know, diabetes is not caused by eating too much sugar or um, having a poor diet. I should I should clarify: type one diabetes. Type 1 is not caused by that. They really have no idea what causes your pancreas to just stop working. But basically, what their theory is is a virus... It has a headache. Yeah, I'm tired. It, Your pancreas, what they think is your pancreas has a virus, attacks the cells within the pancreas, kills off the pancreas, so therefore no more insulin produces. Because I was not type 1 until I was 17. So I had a good... Full youth of Halloween candy, cotton candy, ice cream. I mean I could go on and on about
1: Snow cones.
0: And guess what? We were too poor for it to be on my everyday diet. So I didn't eat too much of it. All right. So I overall I was a very healthy kid. Nothing ever wrong. And one day I dropped like there was like eighty seven pounds like in a couple of weeks. And um I would drink everything like to the point to where I had, you know, the 36 count of bottle waters, like the big Ozarka packs. Yeah. I would keep that in my truck, not refrigerated in the middle of the summer and just pick that up, tear a lid off, chug a whole bottle, throw it in the back, grab another one. That had been in my truck all day long. That's how thirsty I was. And my mom was like, I think it's time we go to the doctor because I don't just don't think you should be drinking hot water like that. (laughs) So we went to the doctor and they came up and said, son, are you feeling all right? And I was like, yeah, I'm a little thirsty. So if we could hurry this up or point me where the water fountain is, he's like, well, son, you have a blood sugar of 675. I was like, is that good? (laughs) He's like, it should be at around 90 to a hundred. I was like, Oh, so So overachiever (laughs) so i'm i'm above average (laughs) he's like in a bad way (laughs) all right so i got started on insulin immediately and i've been diabetic ever since and guess what it won't go away even if i do watch my weight watch what i eat count carbs don't eat sugar it will never go away
1: and that was one of the things you said is I mean, I'm not going to be mean to you, but you're not a little guy. I'm not. And one of the things is people often think that about the type 1 folks, but the type 1 folks, it's actually hard for them to lose the weight.
0: That's the hardest part is, you know, I I got on, they call it artificial pancreas uh, therapy. Short, it's an insulin pump. Hey, it sets up and pumps insulin in like it would just your pancreas doing it for you problem is it's automated you, your body it's not regulating what your body is doing like yours would your body automatically sends sensories down your pancreas and says, release insulin now release insulin now so you release don't spike. this much release yeah. this little so mine i have to i have what they call a basal rate that's your all day you know you're shooting out i think 2.65 millimeter or milligrams milligrams a an hour And then I have a bolus, which when I eat food, I have to count the carbs, input the carbs. There's a whole carb ratio. It's like 12 to 1. So
1: do your math, and that's the the big
0: surge of insulin
1: that goes into your bloodstream. So there's no excuse for a type 1 person to be bad at math. None.
0: It's pretty simple
1: math. That's actually kind of an interesting thing whenever you think about it.
0: Yeah, I actually sucked at math growing up, and... I got thrown into the math world real quick, <laughs> but you know, it's, um, it, it's just one of those things that it's, it's very misconstrued that, you know, I've heard it, I don't know, a, th- a thousand times. And now I just laugh at people when they tell me, Oh, you should drink this ninxia juice. It'll make your diabetes go away. I'm like, oh, really?
1: If I drink it, will it make you go away? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you think that other people would have figured this out by now? No. So there's nothing that's going to make it go away until there's a cure for the disease itself.
1: Or if they find a way to somehow be able to have a pancreas transplant.
0: Yeah. I mean, look at Brent Gates. Yeah. He's, he's a healthy dude. Very healthy. like CrossFit. I mean, he takes care of his engine big time, right? And out of nowhere, age of like 33,
1: boom. Diabetes.
0: Diabetes. I mean, it's just unexplainable. Nope. There's just some things that you just can't fathom. And it's not anybody's fault that you're diabetic, until you get to the type two. That's really insulin resistance at that point. Yeah, and it's and, you know in some cases it's not their fault either. Their body is just not absorbing the insulin like it should, so they and have they, to have they some have help.
1: Mental health issues that. Yeah, but point them in the wrong direction and they yeah, make I bad mean, choices. But
0: there's other side effects, you know. Um, but I, and I don't want a blanket statement that type two is. Is everybody you know? If that's your fault because it, sometimes it's not, but most of the time, it is controllable and erasable, like your sister
1: and preventable. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you if you're watching what you eat, taking care of yourself, exercising regularly, you know, uh, type two can you can go away from it pretty yeah. pretty quickly.
1: You know, like I mean, I I'm not exactly the healthiest eater in the world.
0: That's why you have to run a lot.
1: Well, but the thing about it is when it comes to unhealthy food, I don't consume a lot of it, nor do I consume that every single day for every single meal. Yeah. The simple uh, approach to that is a word that starts with M, and can you read my mind? Metabolism. Mm, Well, that's one of them, but no. Metabolic rate? Moderation. Oh. You don't have to be... I struggle in that area. You don't have to make yourself... An Olympic athlete to be taking care of yourself. That's true. You don't need to run so much, work out so much, eat so perfectly that you are like 1% body fat, have a resting heart rate of 30 beats per minute, which I don't even know if that's possible. Uh, If Lance Armstrong (laughs) had 34, you don't have to (laughs) be like that to be healthy or to be taking care of yourself. See, 30 beats per minute, that'd be uh, one every half. No, wait. 60 beats per minute would be 1 per second. So, one every half second? No. I'm bad at math. <laughs> but you just said you're good at math. Well, if I have a pen and paper and a calculator. It's it's almost it's almost a beat every 2 seconds. Every beat every 2 seconds. I was going the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If it, if we were talking about DC currents, I could probably Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But but the main the main drawback or main caveat, caveat, that's not the right word. The main takeaway is you don't have an excuse. There is yeah. people, and you can look up, I'm not sure what the, uh, I saw this, it was a post on Facebook, so you know it was the best thing in the world. Legit. <clears throat> but um, it was, I don't know, what it was, I guess the Paralympics equivalent of like uh, bodybuilding. Mm, okay. So it was just a bunch of, you know, strong dudes, body oil speedos, yeah. but they're in wheelchairs and it just said, what's your excuse? Yeah. You know, you see these guys. You see like these Paralympics guys. Thunderball, yeah. It's a documentary. Go watch it. It's also a really good James Bond movie. Thunderball, yeah. Oh. Hmm. And um, yeah. I mean, there's there's a uh, like uh, competition shooters who don't have arms. Yeah, there's
0: there's a um, I can't remember his name, but there's a Olympic archer that has no arms. Yeah.
1: Sometimes they use their feet or sometimes they have this prop set up and, like, they use their teeth. It's really weird. But, you know, at the end of the day, running is not hard. It is for some. All you got to do is put one foot in front of the other for a little while. That can be hard. It's a mental aspect of hardness. It's a mental aspect. There's nothing challenging about putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. You know, when it comes to lifting weights, all you got to do is pick it up and put it down. Yeah. There's nothing challenging about that.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, coming from someone who, man, I used to work out a lot. Like, when I was living in the office house, we were looking for yeah, a... Yeah, you
1: borrowed my uh, weighted vest.
0: I was doing, like, CrossFit like crazy. Loved it. And I still do. I still love getting out and doing a CrossFit exercise every now and then. But I'm like, if only I had this motivation every day. Every day to just so. oh, no. Oh, It's time to go work out and not have the sidebar excuses of, oh, I have too much at work that needs to get done or uh, I'll just eat right and I won't exercise or vice versa. I'll exercise so I don't have to eat right, you know, or whatever. I just there's so many mental capacity things that just come flushing down the tubes when it comes time to take care of yourself. That's the struggle that this one has.
1: You know, one of the things I'll do is sometimes when it's like I need to go run, but I don't want to run at night, it's like, well, you can go run just two miles. You can increase your pace so that way you get the same workout in less time.
0: Yeah, that's what I liked about CrossFit. Like, if you are pushing yourself harder and faster, you could literally get a whole workout done in, like, 12 minutes. Yeah. If you wanted to.
1: Now, granted, those workouts are they suck. They're not they, fun. They're not
0: fun. But I will tell you this, though. After about the first three weeks of the pain going away from your joints, it's, you start feeling really good. When it comes
1: you, to... If you eat clean. If you eat clean. The best thing, though, is if you have somebody to do that with. Yeah. Like, I had a run group uh, back in Nacogdoches, and it's like, whenever you're together, you, you kind of have that accountability, but it's like, well, I don't want them to run by themselves, so I'll go, or... I want to see these people and hang out with these people, so I'll go or I don't want to do speed work cuz it's such a pain to do, but I'll be suffering with these other people. Yeah. Something about suffering together is, just makes it better. Like it I, makes it good. I did, I did that uh, trail race. I did, I did it twice. I did uh, the 20k at the Habanero 100. Let me put this uh kind of All right. So we're in Cat Spring, Texas at 7IL Ranch. That's a uh, Columbus, Sealy, Beeville kind of that area of Texas. It's hot. We're there in August. The race starts at noon. You're in grass and sand. And I don't mean like packed East Texas sand. I'm talking beach sand. Like sand, sand. Sand, sand. And my distance was a 20K. And if you're good at math, that's roughly 12 and a half miles. Mm-mm. I think it's just shy of it. Like maybe 12.44, 12.48, something like that. But just nope. shy of 12 and a half miles. That's where the difficulty should end. There's a reason they call it Habanero. It's a, it starts at noon in August. The first year I did it, it was 106 with heat index. The second year I did it, it was 105 without nope. heat index. Nope. And that... Uh-uh. Was intense.
0: I'm all about like turkey trots. <laughs> <laughs> it got me cold for me to
1: get out there but and run. The cool thing about that is, whenever, if you told me, hey, you want to go run that by yourself, I'd go, ha ha, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever you get like a couple of hundred people out there and you're all suffering together and you see one guy wearing a white button down shirt, unbuttoned, and has long hair, and you're like, hey, it's Fabio, you know, it's just, it's really funny to just be there <laughs> and suffer together. <laughs> You know, like, I, I I wore sunscreen, you know, naturally out there. I had a buffer on my neck, and I didn't put sunscreen on my neck, and I only got burnt in one place, and the gap between my buff and my shirt collar. And you just get that funny thing you get to talk about later, or you get to come up with funny things like, man, I tell you what, I'm more done than a white star. I had a stroke. I'm more done than a white college girl. I'm more done than a white sorority girl whenever Starbucks closes. I tell you what, you know. Wow. I ruined that with my stroke. But It's okay.
0: But I know what you're talking about. It's kind of like when we were in the Causeway 5K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about suffering together. Let me tell you this story. So I am, as Matthew has politely put it, a bigger guy. I don't run. I don't like running. Never have.
1: You could do the truffle shuffle. Uh,
0: no, nah, eh, nah, It wouldn't be as funny. Like that's like baby fat from the Goonies. This is like old man hairy belly fat. It wouldn't be as good. Triple rumble. Um so we are we have enlisted to run this five K voluntarily for some reason. And I set the goal of I just want to finish in the allotted time and I don't want to be
1: last. And that was an hour. So this race We call it the causeway. It used to be a causeway, which is a bridge that opens up for uh, ships to pass through. But Hurricane Rita knocked it out. So now it's a shipping channel bridge, which is rather tall. And it separates Texas and Louisiana. You go into Louisiana, back to Texas, back to Louisiana, then back to Texas, and you're done.
0: And the road conditions do change. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) They do change. So anyway, Matthew, in his sprinting ability, just takes off and he's gone. So, I hang out with my mother-in-law and my wife for a little bit. Then they're gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, like, by myself. And I'm coming back. I'm going I think, towards the Louisiana side. You were coming back from Louisiana. Yeah, uh, I was coming back from Louisiana. And I just feel this giant palm of a hand smack my butt cheek so hard that I think he gave me three extra seconds on my time.
1: Shaved three extra seconds.
0: It, hurt so bad and that was matthew he gave me the biggest butt slap i've
1: ever gotten and you had like a whoo
0: yeah it scared me i was like who i mean i've had this happen before before in public places where people slap my butt for whatever reason but you know i'm like <clears throat> never want quite like this it hurt i mean it was it, it, it frightened me but i beat both of my goals i did not have i did was not the last person and
1: I finished before the time. And you got free pizza and beer afterwards. That's right.
0: I didn't have the beer because I was afraid I was going to throw up, but I did have <laughs> a piece of pizza.
1: Oh man! And so. you did it the second year, but didn't uh, you have pins in your hip? Don't you? I do? Yeah. I I had,
0: from an old sports in-, in in injury,
1: you had a stroke too. I did. Yeah.
0: I, uh, I have two pins in my hip. Um, the cartilage in between my the bone and my pelvic bone, my hip bone and my pelvic bone, I got hit. In football and it dislodged the cartilage piece fell out ouch and went back in my ball and hip joint right there i walked on it for six months just they were grinding each other
1: ouch yeah and didn't yeah. that uh the pins they acted up the second time you did causeway didn't yeah
0: it? it hurt yeah it hurt a lot
1: but you were wanting to start couch to 5k or none to run or something like that and i was like well you know what if i have a protege that'll make me work harder Yeah. So I'm going to take you under my wing, buddy.
0: Oh, I appreciate it.
1: Even if I have to drag you, because...
0: I'm going to probably start my CrossFit exercises, actually.
1: Because actually, a year ago today was whenever I took my cat for a walk for the first time, and I dragged (laughs) him.
0: I'm a little bit more friskier than a cat.
1: I think I could give you a bigger fight. (laughs) I don't know. You don't have the nails that he has. I like that.
0: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I um, I was telling Callie, I was like, I really... Because I did good. Uh, my doctor's appointment today actually lost 10 pounds right. from
1: my last appointment. And, um, if you ever want to know, like some people think 10 pounds, no, look up what 10 pounds of fat looks like. Oh my gosh. That, that is a lot, lot of fat. But so I'm like, where does it go? It's equally distributed. Like, it's just like, why can't it happen like that quicker? Right. It's just, it's strange. Like it just, it all
0: goes in one place. That's the same with me. Yeah. I don't have fat arms and I don't have fat legs. Yeah. And I don't have a butt for it to go to. <laughs> yeah, because I've removed it. <laughs> it's <laughs> on it, the inside now. <laughs> it's, it's just going straight here to the old gut, gut system. But you know what? I was happy. I was like, man, that's 10 pounds. And all I did was I drank a lot of water and stopped snacking. So I'm like, if you could do that and just those two minor changes, if you keep those minor changes on top of exercising, and making another adjustment to your diet, what else can you do? Because when I again, when I live with y'all, dude, I was taking pictures of my shirt off, ripped, and putting them on Facebook. I would not be doing that today,
1: <laughs> unless you were in a kiddie pool or something. No, I still wouldn't do it.
0: <laughs>
1: still wouldn't do I, it. Never mind. Whenever I was uh, younger, like in the days of MySpace, I wanted to get a good you know, abs picture. I had, like, I had some good-looking abs back then. And uh, what I would do is I'd stay up late watching TV, and I've been an insomniac since I was seven years old. I would, like, watch TV, and then during the commercials, I would, like, hang off the edge of my bed and do sit-ups, or I'd get on the floor, do sit-ups or crunches or six inches during the entire commercials, then get up and keep watching. I would just keep doing stuff like that. That's actually, I mean, I don't know how many people still have cable or satellite. I think Leon Wett
0: did that during his stint with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah.
1: Like he would
0: not go to practice. He wouldn't go to training. He would sit in his recliner, watch his favorite shows all day. And each commercial break, he'd get down and do as many push-ups one commercial, and the next one, he'd do as
1: many sit-ups as he could. And that's that's a great workout. Like, I mean, and you get to sit around and watch TV, it, and then you don't have to watch commercials. And
0: it's five seconds. Yeah. Well, I mean, it not it's like five minutes. Yeah. And it just go as hard as you can for five minutes. Yeah. And then you get a
1: 30 minute, like you get almost like a 10 minute rest period.
0: Yeah. And then you go five more minutes. Yeah. And that's,
1: I mean, as long as you're getting your heart rate up and doing stuff, that's all that matters. But that's what I love about CrossFit is my workouts don't have to be an hour
0: and I'm not lifting weights. You know, I'm just going as hard as I can, as fast as I can. And I'm
1: done. Yeah. Well, we took a long time on that intro. So we'll give a little bit of bite size stuff. And, uh, yeah, so
0: I think what we're gonna talk about next time is kind of a nonsense topic. I really want to talk about who your spirit superhero is.
1: <laughs> this guy started watching uh Punisher on Netflix and so he's all Yeah. yeah. See, see I read com there was a stint when I was in college and a little bit after I was reading because the Marvel Comics app used to be a lot better than it is now. Take notes, Marvel. <laughs> uh, and I read so much. Yeah, like
0: the the amount of wisdom that you have pumping through your brain of comics is just ridiculous, <laughs> and I'm kind of torn because I didn't ever get into The Punisher when I was a kid, and I'm watching The Punisher now, and I'm like,
1: oh my gosh, this guy's like my brother. And so you can go to like the book stand over there in uh, Beaumont, or actually there's a comic book store right down the road from you over mm-hmm. here, and you can find like the... Punisher volumes. So that way you don't got to buy a whole bunch of individual comic books.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think we want
1: to, I think we're going to do a nonsense subject next podcast, but so in the future, if somebody ever tells you you can't work out, this is what you need to tell them. I love that. I love that. Let's hear it one more time.
0: Love it. One more time. All right. Always work out when you can watch what you eat, take care of yourself and you'll be better for it. I promise.
1: That was very inspiring.
0: I I'm trying to get captain America up. (laughs) you know, Dale Gribble. I'm all
1: jacked up on America. (laughs) (laughs) That's America's
0: intro. All right, guys, thanks for joining us again. We know this is a little bit shorter format than we usually do, um, but we got to get to trivia night. So, or Matthew does. He's got to get to trivia. Go win some trivia questions. Yeah. I don't think there's any prizes. Or no, anything. it's just for fun. But anyway, root on Matthew. Hopefully he wins tonight. Uh, we'll be back at you with another podcast. And we will hopefully keep the train a moving. And we're not going to lose momentum. And we'll have another podcast in a week. And we won't have
1: another snowpocalypse. Yeah. Or COVID. Or altitude sickness.
0: I don't want anything else to happen this year. I just want a pretty mundane Or a nerve. I'm really about to cut this arm off. But anyway. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you all for joining. We'll see you later. Hey, guys. I just wanted to thank you again for joining our podcast. Um, Sorry for the delay again. uh, Getting a third episode out. um, But I did want to point out one thing. The intro. The intro was awesome. And that is due to my friend Caleb Broussard. He was masterfully crafting that intro. To me, it sounds like a... 90s sitcom nostalgic feel and I love it love it so Caleb thank you very much for creating our intro couldn't have done it without you bro Um, and I also did want to bring attention to he is in a cover band in southeast Texas area Uh, it's called taco yes like taco Tuesday so if you are on Facebook and you liked Caleb's work his band covers like 90s nostalgia music it's awesome they do a great job very vibrant, very lively atmosphere. Great show, great content, great artists that they cover. Um, Go look up taco band on Facebook and uh, reach out to them. Let them know, you know, thanks man for creating the intro. Um, Well, you know, if we ever want to upgrade it, we're definitely gonna go back to you, dude. So uh, again, just want to say thanks, buddy. Everybody else. Thank you for joining and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.